Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joel Craft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is good to be with you another Monday evening, reflecting into this theme that we've taken up in our new programming of uh, witnessing to our faith, lay witness, uh, this Monday night is really the second part to something we started last week, where I have uh, Jason Weinrich joining me, and we're talking about uh, music. And tonight in particular, we're going to be talking about the stuff of liturgy uh, and certainly the role that song and music play. So, Jason, it is uh, good to have you with me today. Thanks for having me. Jason is the uh, music leader over at uh, St. John the Baptist Catholic Church, as well as the uh, Senior High Life Teen Leader. So I thought it would be good to have him join me for a conversation and a reflection on uh, the Mass and song. So, you know, Jason, last week we talked about the importance of uh, music itself, and really how I thought what was so foundational for us last week was how when you talk about music, it's synonymous with the soul. You know, I, I shared that uh, story from children's literature, you know, where this allegorical figure of Christ looks upon this young child when he was asked the question if he plays a musical instrument or not, and he shamefully put his head down and he says, I do not play an instrument. And this figure says to him, you have no soul, you know? So mm-hmm. it, it immediately puts into our conversation a relationship of, of the soul and song, the soul and music. We have, of course, the great song, Awake My Soul, Awake, O Lyre and Harp, right? That wonderful psalm that highlights that when you talk about music, you're talking about this, this event of the Holy Spirit, this pneumatic event, as uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI likes to talk about it. Uh, and so, you know, Jason, as we discuss this and begin to break it open more, it's always to remember that when you're talking about um, the worship of the one true God, mere words are not enough. Right? I think, you know, we've all <clears throat> had those, um, those first crushes, you know. Certainly when I, uh, you know, first came into contact with my wife, I saw my w- wife, you know, I, words are not enough to... to uh, speak to what was happening, to what was going on, you know, and I didn't break into song there at that moment, but certainly the idea is when you come into contact with uh, your beloved, there's something more that is awakened. And when you talk about that beloved as God, yeah, because God is love and mere words are not enough. And so we break into song. This is why I think we see, culturally speaking, you know, every couple has their song. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, when when Jackie and I, my wife and I, got married, you know, we had our song, and and everyone has their song, and it's because of the way in which, you know, a song can capture something about that courtship, you know, or about that relationship, and yeah, so song is important, and again, when you put this into the context of our relationship with God. 
it is uh, very important. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the Mass. So the liturgy. So the, the Mass, liturgy, our worship, this is about courtship. This is about entering into this kind of nuptial union with Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, this, where Christ enters into a kind of bridal union with our souls. I mean, this is the stuff that we are going to be uh, talking about tonight. So uh, with that, I do want to briefly go back to some words from Pope Benedict XVI from Spirit of Liturgy. Uh, he makes the excellent point that you know, the first time you see song in the Old Testament is when, the um, first time we hear of singing, is when the Israelites were freed after the, after the, uh, the event of, of, of the salvation in, in the Red Sea. So the point he highlights is that after we experience that kind of suffering, after we experience that kind of pain, that kind of trial, that kind of tension, uh, and uh, we are uh, we are in this mode of this newfound Thanksgiving. We burst into to- uh, burst into song. He says, and so he develops this and how uh, the event of the Red Sea is a liturgical event. You know, you have this procession, and uh, when they are freed from the uh, the, the tension that uh, they came from in Egypt, they burst into song. They burst into thanks giving. And so for Pope Benedict, and what will really be at the heart of our discussion tonight, uh, Jason, is this idea between how when we are grateful, when we are in gratitude uh, for God's, for God's uh, power in our life, we spontaneously burst into song. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God. Yeah. And, and this is the kind of thing that we are to really spend some time with within the context of the Mass, because, well, what is the Mass? You know, Eucharist, thanksgiving, a, a true freedom. You know, we, we take the idea of freedom as something where we are just, you know, licensed to, to do what, uh, whatever we want to do, uh, as opposed to a gift. We are, we, we are called to, to do what we ought, not freedom for indifference, but freedom for excellence, a freedom that has us going deeper into our relationship with God, an authentic freedom, a true freedom, a freedom that is not bound by our self selfish appetite, but one that is stirred up in our relationship with God. And a wonderful example of that, Joe, as you're speaking, reminds me of David. We we're talking about this before the show a little bit, about how David in, you know, with the arrival of the Ark of the Covenant, um, bursts into song and spontaneous and um, reckless abandon, if you will, about it doesn't matter what people are thinking or, or what they care about him. Um, he's just, he's going for it and he's singing, he's dancing, he's praising God. Yeah, and he's doing it in the presence of God, you know, the Ark of the Covenant. And isn't that, that's a wonderful example, Jason, because this was a procession, you know, where they carried the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem, you know, where the, the presence of God, the city of God, the new city of God. And so, yeah, he's praising God. Uh, and that, that's, yeah, the, the, the bursting, the, the spontaneity. Um, and it's, it's something to talk about this, you know, Jason, but we have to do it always within the context of relationship and courtship and a way of going deeper in our relationship with God. Uh, so, again, uh, this is very important to our discussion. 
Um, you know, as we were talking before this program, Jason, I was reflecting upon the importance of culture. Mm-hmm. And I do want to talk a little bit about that now. You know, when you when you look out there, you know, and, and we, we look at culture and we define culture as, you know, poetry, music, uh, history, all the arts, economics, all of it. it. It's all culture. Just kind of this one word enfolds it all. What does the word really mean? I was most fascinated when I first found out the answer to that question. Well, so in its Latin translation, you know, you get into it, cultura is the Latin. It means to till the ground. So it's an it's a agrarian term. It's an agricultural term. We are tilling the ground. But the root to that word is cultus. So worship. Worship. So when we talk about culture, what we're talking about, Jason, is really how we worship. And it's just not what we see on the outside. Yeah, generally speaking, when we talk about culture, we say, well, yeah, it's, it's this picture, it's that poem, it's this song. But where does all that come from? But the, the interior life, mm-hmm. you know, how we spend our time. So, for example, if mea culpa, I'm spending too much time on the computer for one reason or another, or if I'm watching a television program, or if I'm just spending too much time with any one thing, what people are going to see out there is someone who is disordered. And I say, I'm, I'm raising my hand right now. <laughs> so ultimately, what we're after here is the, the more we worship the one true God, the more we go to Mass, the more we pray, what is going to be seen out there in culture is going to be a reflection of that worship, of that prayer. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's that point that we really want to understand because in the end, you know, the, the end goal of all of this is that we have a living relationship with Jesus Christ and that we're affecting change in light of that relationship. Not in some sort of domineering way or imposing way, but in a way that is indeed a reflection of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so worship then, as it relates to a culture, is in fact... Uh, instrumental. And therefore, the Mass is at the heart of our faith. You know, the Church uses this um, language, the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. Mm -hmm. What does that mean, the source and summit of our faith? Well, what's a summit? You think about a peak. (laughs) You think about um, a mountain. You know, we live here in Northern California, Chico. You drive up about uh, two hours, and you're driving there on the highway, you know, Jason, and there's Mount Shasta. Oh, and it dominates the landscape and with its, with its snow caps. Beautiful. It's just beautiful. It captures you, you know, it captures me. Mm-hmm. And what the Catholic Church is after then is, is this idea, you know, that ultimately the Eucharist dominates the landscape. It is that one teaching, and there's many of them, <laughs> but it is the pinnacle because ultimately it is to inspire that awe-like reverence that we might have before a Mount Shasta, a Mount McKinley, or a Mount Lassa, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. one great mountain that would dominate the landscape. So why for all this? Because ultimately, with the Eucharist, we're not talking about things, just peaks and whatnot, but a person. And because we are, we're talking about, again, relationship and courtship. 
And so song, again, is at the heart of it. We see in the Old Testament, uh, you know, the Song of Songs, where there's this kind of alliance between love and song. You know, it's beautiful, actually, in the Song of Songs as it speaks to this relationship of betrothal between, you know, the God of Israel and his faithful people, this kind of serenading, if you will. Uh, this is what we're after in the Mass, mm-hmm. right? When we go to Mass, this is the importance of song. This is the power of music. And this is ultimately why it's so key to our discussion. Yeah, and this discussion about uh, culture and what we value reminds me of a story. Um, so I've got a buddy who is from West Africa. He's a foreign exchange student. And uh, he was telling me about the liturgies that they have back in West Africa. And uh, the choir's got 150 people and um, everyone participates. Everyone sings. It's charismatic. And people, are, we talk about full active conscious participation in the Mass. Well, that's not a question even to them. You know, they, they very much value their time spent there. And so there's a problem. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a challenge for us as, as Americans, as uh, churchgoers, as Catholics, to enter into um, the Mass all the way. And so music is a way that can really draw us in, and, and uh, like we discussed last week as well. Yeah, and, and as you talk about this, Jason, again, courtship. You know, I can't help but think, you know, we... we have all we all of our relationships we have our songs well that's just typically reduced to the body you know the you know and ultimately we sing from a place that focuses in on just the person as it relates to flesh body whatnot when you say charismatic when you say um full act of its body and soul it's our whole being entering into uh, the great mystery that is the Mass, that is the Eucharist. And so, yeah, and to be able to do that is uh, something else. I mean, because when we leave then, that kind of uh, experience, that kind of personal encounter with God, there's a certain, uh, I'd say, robustness, if you will, um, that lends itself to a more fervent uh, evangelization. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a zeal, an ardor for God. And that's why we need to awake from the slumbers, you know, mm-hmm. the soul, and burst into song. Um, this is important. And the challenge is to um, get others to experience that, that exact experience that you're talking about and then go out and, you know, it multiplies, it spreads from person to person. And so for me, as a someone leading music, there's a lot of challenges when it comes to that. Um, as far as, you know, song choice and the familiarity of that song, um, as well as the range, you know, what key it's written in. Sure. And, and, and some people are hesitant to sing too high, too low, or, or they just, you know, they can't. Um, and then the loudness. I think that when people hear a song and they're not used to singing, they, um, they don't want to hear themselves necessarily. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. if there's a certain amount of loudness of, of the music, um, they're not going to hear themselves, and they're a little more willing to participate. Um, so those are a few factors that um, I try to f- think through before picking songs. Um, how can I actively engage the congregation and and uh, in a way that they will respond to it yeah. and sing back? And I, and I want to make a point here too, Jason, I think is 
is at the heart of this discussion as well, and that's the idea. You you'd use the term, you know, melody, loudness. Um, when we talk about, you know, rhythm and these all these words that have the connotation of music, mm-hmm. what are we really saying? So, you know, our Lord says, "Peace be with you." What is He saying? Peace, you know, shalom. It's covenant harmony. That's what that word means. Covenant harmony with God. This this deep union with God that is harmonious in its truest sense of the word, Jason. It has this kind of rhythm to it. And so when you're picking your music and or any one group or the church itself, you know, these are the songs we should be thinking about. What they're doing is saying, okay, let's look at, say, the introductory rite. Um, Let's look at, you know, the opening song. Mm -hmm. What is the best song that's going to draw us into the mystery of this Sunday with its particular themes, if you will, Mm -hmm. to help us find that kind of interior rhythm and tenor and harmony that we might go deeper in this relationship with God. And all throughout, you know, the Kyrieson, all of it, what's what's that ebb and flow, if you will, that helps us to go deeper in that full act of the actual, so, you know, participatio, the active Mm -hmm. participation, Mm -hmm. um, and even the dismissal. You know, what songs are we thinking about that might encourage that sending forth, you know, to, mm-hmm. to go out there and, and evangelize and catechize? All of this should be rooted in this kind of intelligible coordination that has us caught up in this very vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ, but one that isn't uh, sown in some kind of discord, but one is that uh, that is harmonious. And to use your mountain example, I think that it's it's supplemental. It's building up to the the peak, which mm-hmm. is the Eucharist. All of this is leading um, all of us closer to that. It's yeah. beautiful within the liturgy. Yeah, and there's something to say too. Pope Benedict talks about this Emeritus Benedict Sixteenth. How the cosmos itself, you know, in the mathematics and the science, there's this perfect rhythm, you know, of 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 the world itself, and how we, when we are caught up in this. This relationship with Jesus Christ that is entrenched in this uh, Eucharist and this, what we're talking about now, the Shalom, there's something to say about that as well. You know, the kind of, um, the kind of power it has. You know, I have uh, some people around me who, you know, they're devout people, uh, you know, go to Mass every day. There is a certain just, I don't know, you know, ebb and flow, rhythm, to all of those words mm-hmm. to what they do. And you come into contact with them, and there's just a kind of fluidity to the conversation, to the whole encounter. You know, and this is what is going to give birth to a springtime, a new springtime for our culture today. You're not the not the noise, the heavy noise. It's, no, there's a certain, you know, melody, you know, that that uh, that we've uh, intoned by how we live. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this really um, is what we're after. And so, uh, as we're talking about this whole song theme, I think we touched upon it last week, Jason, but I want to bring it back into play a little bit, this idea of memory. Mm-hmm. You know, how... When we hear a song, it takes us to a particular place at a particular time. And in that moment, uh, we, we, we have entered a time machine. You know? <laughs> and this happened to me recently 
in the mass, and I guess this is why I'm I'm、uh, led to talk about it.、Mm-hmm. But it was about three weeks ago where I heard a song. I was、uh, at mass, and it was a song that I heard for the first time in a long time. And I was brought to a place that I had not been to in a long time, and that was growing up.、Uh, I was probably in junior high. You know, I'm one of eleven kids. We used to. You know, nine of us were living at home at the time. We used to come into our our pew in the mass, and we used to always sing that song. And I think it was the first time I heard it since then. And there I was, at that moment, reflecting about my father passed away twenty two, twenty three years ago now, and and I was reflecting. The whole mass was this reflection of where God had taken me, where I'm at now, what God wants to do with me, you know, and all of it came through. The power of song,、mm-hmm. and what struck me was my dad,、uh, especially at the end of his life, used to really encourage us to sing. Sing. There was a, a gentleman behind our this particular mass we went to. No one ever was singing, but there was one gentleman who, and he would always sit right behind us, would just belt out the songs, and everyone would kind of look over at him. <laughs> you know, who is this guy?、Uh-huh. And my dad, I remember we would talk about him, and my dad said, "No, he has it right. What he's doing is what we should be doing. Sing more, sing louder." Oh, Dad, I don't have a good voice. I would just rather be quiet. No, it's about singing from the depths. It's about praising God. It's about worshiping God. It's about being in God. And it was a wonderful reflection for me personally, because of the seed that my dad had planted. Again, I think I was twelve or thirteen years old, but it does. Highlight something for us, Jason, is that the, the importance of song,、mm-hmm. <laughs> the importance to sing. Yeah, you, you talked about a certain loudness earlier. You know,、mm-hmm. whatever it takes to encourage, you know, the the people of God to, you know, come together and sing.、So. Yeah, and ideally, for me as a music leader, I should strum one chord, and the congregation should take it.、Um, and that's a struggle to, to to get to that point, because you know. People aren't as comfortable, and you've got to work. You've got to work up to that. It doesn't just happen overnight or from one Sunday to the next.、Um, so yeah, I mean that's it's it's a beautiful thing that that when we really engage in,、um, there's so many so many blessings that come out of that. Yeah, Jason, could you speak to a, a little bit、uh, as we're talking about this? I, I think it's important to reflect upon as we kind of、uh, wrap up our program、uh, tonight. With our remaining time, you know, I, I know that you guys practice before mass.、Mm-hmm. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Why it's so important?、Um, and you know, as we're talking about, you know, maybe at at four, you know, mass starts at five. You know,、mm-hmm. life to mass. Maybe at four、uh, fifty, you're just like, well, maybe I need to change things up a little bit. You know, if you've <laughs> ever experienced that, you know.、Uh, well, you know, as far as as far as playing music in front of people, you want it to be rehearsed. You want it to be good enough. Honestly,、um, but there's a balance between、um, your personal.、Um, I feel confident in this song versus I feel prideful, and so、mm-hmm. there's a, there's a balance between confidence and pride that is very difficult to find. That yes,、um, and so I think that the rehearsal part of that is all about finding that balance.、Um, you know, as far as changing things right before mass, I'm always hesitant to because、um, you know you rehearse it one way、yeah. and then. Sometimes mass goes completely different as far as the music, and and you need to follow、uh, like we're talking about spontaneity of the spirit. It's about timing of the mass and and how the music can fit into that、um, and not be a hindrance,、um, both taking too long or being too short.、Um, and so 
for me, trying to think of all those things at one time is, is kind of difficult. Um, but you know, as far as, as far as music goes, I think that, um, finding that, that balance is very, very important. Well, and I, I know we talked a little about it before, how, you know, in the spirit, you know, how when a music leader is, is in the spirit, it helps encourage, uh, and it's mystery too, because in the spirit, again, we talk about song, it's, it's an event of the Holy Spirit to be in that gift, to be in that charism is to draw on the mystery of how the Holy Spirit works and operates in the life of each and every soul and how it draws everyone in together, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to be in the spirit as the beloved disciple would talk about it, you know, and certainly in the book of Revelation, in the spirit, to be caught up in that mystery. I think that really is foundational. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, it, the opposite of all of this is to say, well, you know, uh, boy, I didn't like this song or I didn't like that song and therefore mass wasn't any good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're not talking about that as much as how music in the end, draws us into the mystery of the Mass and how it rightfully belongs to worship, remembering always that, again, going all the way back into the Old Testament, when we are in thanksgiving for what God has done for us, yeah, it is right to burst forth in song. It is right to give thanks with music. It is right to to, to praise God. Um, And in doing so, be mindful of all the good things uh, that God has done for us. And at the same time, uh, Jason, all the things that God calls out from us. Mm -hmm. You know, so as you have your role and as you, as a music leader, draw people into the Mass, I think what's really important as we finish up is to highlight this piece of, you know, in God first, uh, gift first, the gift of Christ first, uh, mm-hmm. new identity in Christ first, worship first, and everything else, everything else flows out from that. You know, in God for other, new identity, new goal, uh, worship, new sense of what service and work is, is all about, gift, a, a deeper understanding of what the task is all about. To, to focus in on the relationship with God, peace, really is at the heart of it. And to see song, to see how song encourages that, um, is a powerful witness, I think, for just not all Catholics, but Christians. You know, and I, I've been to a number of other um, non-denominational gatherings over the years, and man, oh, I tell you what, do they, do they praise God in mm-hmm. song? And it lifts your spirit, this is right. You know, it's a wonderful way to, to pray. And so certainly uh, these, uh, this alliance, if you will, of, of uh, worship and song belongs together. It's, it's a great allegiance that uh, ought to encourage our spirit to really uh, praise God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> praise God. With that, let us close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we do give you a special thanks and praise for just the the gift to be able to reflect upon what it means to worship, what it means to worship in song as an event of the Holy Spirit, that we might pray more fervently to be better disposed to always praise God with that sense of fervency, always in the Spirit. We pray these things through your most holy and precious name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, and God bless you.
You've been listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening from 6.30 to 7 p.m. right here on KKXX. If you have questions or feedback, you may email Joe at j-h-o-l-l-j-m-j at yahoo.com. For a copy of today's program, visit joeholcraft.org or call KKXX during regular business hours at 894-7325. Thanks for listening to the Seeds of Truth on KKXX.